Hey, what's going on? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I'm Billy Newman. I'm here with Marina Hansen. How you doing, Marina? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks, Billy. Thanks so much for doing some podcasting with me. It's December 4th, 2017. It's coming into winter pretty strong now. Feels pretty strong here. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and like cold today. West Coast, cold stuff. The heater's been on all day. Yeah. It's been really cold. It's been uh, like pretty wintry out. Or like the, the, it's like. It has, it's really misty in the morning. Yeah. Everything's icy. Yeah. I got in to start my car this morning and uh, all of the dew on my windshield was crystallized. Ooh, crystallized dew. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I've been kind of running into a few of those things too. In fact, like when I'm working outside, like if I'm not prepped for it, that wind chill. Uh, terrible. And the, it gets too cold. I don't like it at all. But this time of year, I've always had like a hard time with. It's like it's this through December and through January and really in February too. I still have like a yeah. terrible time of it. I'm trying to like make myself not notice it for a couple months. Like, like I fool myself and like, oh, hey, it's like January 14th already. I didn't even notice it was... It's been terrible this whole time, but it's that, it's that thing where it's tough. Like I, I really want to try and get a break from it or something like somewhere around like the first or the first couple of weeks of January, I want to try and get out of the Northwest or out of the snow and the rain and the, the nice. gray of it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get somewhere nicer. We got to get somewhere cool for just like a couple of days. I like that plan. Even just California. Or, I'm sure we have some photo projects that could require us going somewhere nicer. We got to do it, Marina. We got to go to an expo or something. We got to go to Vegas. Yeah. Go to some networking event. We got to try and find something cool like that. Some outdoor show. Yeah. I'm fun. into that idea. <laughs> we got to do something, but we, I want to try and break up the, uh, the gray kind of cold stuff that we got going on here. So things have been going fine though. It's been like a lot of indoor work though. That's like a thing about this time of year, that, that section for a lot of stuff, like after Thanksgiving, it's like kind of you're rounding into Thanksgiving and then really like through, it's like the Christmas holiday, the Christmas break, and then everything like up through New Year's, it sort of kind of all like slows down at this part of the year. Do you know what I mean a little bit? Yeah. Especially for a lot of people that are like running their own businesses or something that, that that's really already structured out so that everything's kind of done for the year by this point in the year. And then a lot of people like in their careers are going to take off a lot more time around this part of the year. And I find that a lot too, like as like photographers, like if you're working professionally, it's probably a really slow time of year. If you're, unless you're doing something like holiday event related, you know, you're going to be working on, on some set of weddings, right? Like that's all going to be like summer season based, but it's probably not going to be Thanksgiving weekend. And right after that, right during like the Christmas season stuff. Not as heavily, no. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, like uh, this time of year. And, so, and there's, there's so many other professions that are sort of similar to that. But I think about that even as like personal work goes, like when you're trying to think of like exciting personal work to fill in, maybe whatever slowdown and professional time you're having. It's pretty tough this time of year too, unless unless you're somewhere like on a ski trip or something and you can really take advantage of something that's seasonal of it. But if you're like maybe a lot of us that are on the West Coast, it's a really bad time of year. Just the light is bad. It's it's like it's really yeah. flat. It's real flat. It's real oak wood, just oak trees that have dropped their leaves that are really sticky. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like st it's just sticks and moss. Maybe is like some of the most interesting stuff that you're maybe gonna be able to. Maybe there's moss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's not really... a lot to work with, and like and just very little uh, vegetation that's 
in, like that's got much growth to it. There's just not there's not a lot of there's just not much going on. You know, it's 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 a little bit to put against something that's really nothing going on. So it's really just like a lot of the worst things to work with, like nothing interesting around a nothing kind of subject matter in a nothing kind of scenery place. It's really hard to like make something really come together that's interesting out of that, unless there's something that kind of interesting about, like interesting around it, like when it snows or something, or when you got up to the mountains and you're up in the woods, sort of a thing for the winter. Like there's a lot of interesting stuff that you can start to pull out there, but it's not stuff that like seems to be right around here for like some of those personal project things. Like there's nothing that I could pop out and just go on a walk and photograph today. No, definitely not. That sort of, that sort of stuff is gone for this time of year. And so really like if you think about it, it's probably a good opportunity to take that time as it is anyway. If there's some advantageous thing you can do, then I guess probably I'll get into that and do it. But given the weather, given the market of stuff as it goes, it's really a good set of weeks to not focus on photography so much. Like, you know, the, the, the personal projects of photography that you're trying to produce and, you know, get out and shoot sort of stuff. It seems to be a great time of year though to get into like the back end stuff, the computer stuff, the hard drive stuff, some of the publishing stuff that you've not gotten to, that sort of thing. And so that's why like you and I have been going through our hard drives really heavily over the last couple of weeks, like sorting them out a lot. Yeah. I've been doing a ton of that. I made like a new archive for 2000, I guess it's like everything from 2017 and back. And it's like an, an, a complete archive. I know you're doing this too on your hard drive. Is that right? Yeah, I am. I've got, I've got everything backed up on a, on a four terabyte now. And, uh, I'm still at that point though. I think I haven't gotten as far as you have. I still have a ton of duplicate files in yeah. my archive, yeah. which is what I'm now trying to weed out. I was finding a lot of duplicate files also. Like uh, there's, there's something where I guess the file had existed in some other location. So there was just two copies of the DNG file. Like a lot of the stuff from our trips that we did, like our photo road trips that we would take a lot of photos on, those existed in a few places and then they would just sort of end up getting merged together. Mm -hmm. And then, so those exist in their full resolution in a few different places. And that was kind of confusing to sort out. And that's like, you know, stuff from like seven years ago or something like that. And so it just got, it got copied out of there and put into a more modern file architecture. But those originals, I think, cause I was scared to delete something that seemed like the originals of all the trips that we did. Those originals mm -hmm. kind of got backed up to some other folder and then put down under in some other sub file architecture, like, you know, a couple folders deep, but then there's like an 80 gigabyte folder of photos there. A few yeah. folders, you know, you're like, whoa, whoa, this is huge. So it's weird to find all of that that's duplicate. Now, the other problem that I have is everything that I had gone through and I had processed and then I had exported as a JPEG with like a matching file name or, or you know, some of the resize of that project. It's mm -hmm. interesting because I have like, the, you know, the, the one landscape photo and then a JPEG version of it and then a version of it with like a weird white border on it. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and then one like, that's like resized for online publishing yeah, somewhere. yeah. Yeah, so there's a bunch of them that pop up. And then really what's ended up happening in an unfortunate turn of events is that I can't find the best version of the DNG that's back there or, the, you know, the one that you would want to make the edits to. I can't really find that in an accessible way where I can just jump in and make the edits to, to the file the way I want and then pull that out, you know, as a full resolution. I just don't have the originals as much as I want to. I, I keep popping into or I keep bumping into these resized JPEGs, or maybe mm. if they were full size even, but they were the, the ones with the edits that I'd made years and years ago. And I was thinking, shoot, it's probably going to be really valuable for me to try and find those photos if I thought they were the best or if I thought they were like what sure. I liked to use and I should really go in there and find those raw files again 
and make sure that I have those set aside somewhere special. So anything that's like super important or, you know, that was like, oh, this was the best picture I took that year. That raw file, I'm going to make sure that I have a copy of with me almost, or, you know, like on my current working files, mm-hmm. anything that I have, like from the last 10 years or 14 years, I want to make sure that those like super best ones, those raw files are with yeah. me. And I want to make sure that like I kind of cut out, oh, I'll have them on a hard drive or you know, we'll put them in cold storage, right? But uh, I want to cut out everything that's not that. Like all of these JPEG resized duplicates, I want to put those on a, on a hard drive and then almost kind of forget about those. Yeah, sure. And I want to try and go through and like clean that up. So it's like just some of the best stuff that ends up kind of staying with me or, you know, the the stuff that I'd have ready to edit on any given day. For the last couple of years, I've been carrying around a hard drive that's a duplicate of the whole catalog of photos. And that has like tons of stuff from like seventh grade or something like (laughs) 2001. That's all like really unnecessary stuff given like the data that I need on me during a normal workday. So everything. So I was just trying to think about that a little more. Like, okay, I need to move this set of things out to an archive that exists still for me, but is out and separate from me now. And then I need some of those best things, even from all time, collected together with me on some storage, and then put into a catalog in the Lightroom, so I can pull those raw files. I can put them through Luminar, like we were talking about. I can still run them through Lightroom and Photoshop and do all the major editing I need, make resizes and put that out. But that's the stuff I need around way more often. I bet I could use it more too. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's really important to have the the raw files for everything still. That was part yeah. of what you were just talking about as part of what I was going through too of, of make or of seeing like, oh, this was this was the one that I re edited that's a smaller JPEG for Hootsuite to be able to yeah, post or right? something like that. Yeah. And then that was in its own folder. And then I had the originals in their own folder and then there's the other edit that was not the one that was resized for Hootsuite but was a different edit that was smaller than the original and yeah just a ton of a ton of the same things or um or even stuff from from like my family's cameras when I was yeah like a kid when I was like 15 or 14 when I was kind of first starting to do a lot of photo stuff yeah and it those are duplicated because those went through like iPhoto sure. or something or whatever, whatever system my family's computer had on it yeah, or had going. And those are, those have really been like a huge thing to go through. Those are, those are funny though. Cause those file sizes are so much smaller just because of the cameras oh, that they came I from. Know. So they don't even, they don't even take up a huge amount of space, but they're like, five of most of the photos, which I definitely don't need. I really noticed that. I mean, the raw files for my D2H for years were 4.2 megapixel images. It was like like a five megabyte file. It was super small for the raw file. Now, like I hear the D850, like one of those new cameras that came out, the raw files from it are a hundred megabytes a piece. Wow. It's way bigger to store. Yeah. The first 10 years of my photo archive is smaller than each of the following years. Well, yeah, it was crazy. It's a funny part of going through the archive, seeing the yeah the different the different sizes that things end up being. I totally feel that. Yeah, I was really surprised at like how how different like the file sizes are, but how much exponentially bigger like the amount of data that's captured is with with some of the stuff. So I definitely get that though. Like going through old like iPhoto stuff, old Lightroom catalog stuff that came out and sort of got imported weird from a few years ago. I have a few of those or- catalog. It doesn't. It doesn't get pulled in, right? Sure. Or like, 
you make your own catalog. Yeah. I had a lot of that too, where it was like, yeah. like before I was even using Lightroom and then sure. also after yeah. I was using Lightroom, but a lot of stuff where it was like, I made a folder system and then also it's after that there. Lightroom made a folder system. Yeah. So I pulled some software a while back when I was running into this problem. Uh, it's called Gemini and it's this deduper program. There's other software out there. Probably this software was out there for Mac. And I thought that it worked pretty well for me. It was, it was an easy user interface. It was a couple bucks to download. Um, I, I, bet, I bet there's other ways of doing it, but this one worked out pretty well. It was worth it to spend a couple bucks to have something go through and scan a file and then identify a lot of similar files. So even if it was a different file name that would is like so you, there's like a couple of different versions of it. you can have a duplicate that is the exact same file and file name existing in two different file directories that aren't known about so it's like two folders that contain file a mm -hmm. and it's the exact same name and stuff and so those are pretty easy to find those duplicates yeah and then you can decide like which one you want to get rid of but the other one that's a little bit more insidious is where it's a it's a different type of file it's a different right. file name and so what it has to do and i think it does a good job of this is making like a hash of the photo where it kind of it renders down what we see as the image into like a math hash, if that makes sense, like mm -hmm. just numbers. And it, but it's able to kind of compare those against each other. So things that are pretty similar to it, it's able to find uh, pretty well, I guess. So it's able to run through. And so say you sprayed off 40 photos that were raw of something that didn't really end up coming out, you know, like when, like if you held down your shutter or something like that, like I, like there's a handful of like basketball games that I shot for at the barometer. And there's like, there's like a spray of like 25 raw photos of something, somebody like running up a thing and it was, it's whatever it is or so, but it's not really like what, it, what I need. I don't need that stuff. So like a lot of those that are duplicate, those can go, it finds all of those for me. It finds all these similarly stacked images. So you can go through and pick like which ones you want and then, and then ditch a bunch of the others, I guess. I don't really recommend that. Like I don't really re recommend cherry picking through a photo archive of stuff. If the photo came out, I think like you should keep on, keep it in an archive somewhere, but but also, though, to the point of deduping, you really got to go through and figure out which of these are duplicate photos, and then which ones can you get rid of? Especially like pure duplicates, where it's a it's like right. a duplicate, a re-rendered version of that photograph, or like a different color editor, so something like that. That's like, oh, okay, this isn't the stuff I need to keep. It's archived, but I don't need to keep it. And understand that part is like, it's worth it. It's definitely making a big difference in my archive of stuff for Lightroom. Yeah, it's cool. That's oh, yeah. great. That's what I need to run all my photos through. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, you're doing a bit of that. Like I took all my photos that are kind of mismatched in one of my external hard drives. I try to put everything there too. I put everything in this in this folder on my external hard drive and it's kind of unorganized. And then what I had Lightroom do is I, I had it select that folder where I had all my photos stored currently on an external drive. And then I had another external drive, external drive B, let's say, and that plugged in. And then I made a new catalog in Lightroom that would pull everything out of that folder and then re-file name it and, and give it a new file architecture for like the month and date that the photo was taken. And I was able to sort all of those images again into a new photo archive folder. And I think this is really going to help me out in having a photo archive that I can go back to and get to stuff pretty quickly, but not having to deal with some of that, that mismatched sort of layered archive or layered cataloging that goes on mm -hmm. when you have like a computer it has so many photos for the last six months. And then that gets kind of like rendered into 
the already existing archive, but there's a couple misses, that sort of thing. And then those really never get reconciled. So it's like a few, few different layers of photo archives that I have since 2015 when I made my last really big one, right? And so like trying to figure that out, it's just always been really confused. Like where are those exports that I had from May of 2015? Do I have those around? Do I know how to get to those? It's like, I didn't really have like a great answer for that. And so doing this again, it really helps me solve that. Like, oh, where are those photos? The raw files and the JPEGs that I would have exported, those are all gonna be right here. I know how to get that because of the Lightroom directory that's been built. And so that part of it's really cool. Having that like collection of stuff and having everything kind of filed for me is like super useful because there would be no way that we could do it manually by cataloging yeah. all those file That'd names. Yeah, there's not a chance of that. And you, so you'd have to batch process it in some way. And that's what Lightroom is really great for, at least in this situation of, of taking like those 100,000 photos and then categorizing them and then putting them into a folder that you can kind of you can kind of deal with from here on out. Like from here yeah. on out, I can pull those those good DNG files out and then make my new catalog for you know my new future best of Billy stuff. And then I can just put everything else in the back. I hope it works. Yeah, Lightroom is awesome for that or for its cataloging purposes or uses. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate it for that. The problem that can happen with that, or the thing that I, I know I'm gonna have to do after I set up my 2018 hmm? catalog is uh, that sometimes the camera that I'm shooting on is not set correctly oh, for the time yeah. and date, or in the past. This isn't a problem that's happened for a while, but. In the past, there'd been times that I was shooting on a camera where I hadn't set the time or yeah. I didn't even know what that was because I was still new to photography stuff. I totally understand. And uh, so I, I noticed a lot of things from like, there were like, there were a bunch of photos I was going through uh, the other day that were from like April, 2006 is what uh, the catalog said sure. it was, but it's actually something from like three years ago. Yeah. I believe that. So there's a lot of that, but that's really easy to weed through after you've gone through that first part. Yeah. There's a few of those where it says it was taken like uh, in February of 2000. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, like, yeah, some, some little clock got reset. And it was just like set to, set to way back, set to the turn of the century, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when you pop into those things though, and you're like, but how, did I take photos then? I didn't take these photos. These are like right. a year too old. So how'd that happen? Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's weird how dealing with the catalog goes. It's been good though. I've been happy kind of spending some time trying to figure out some of the filing stuff, making it backups and. Yeah, it's so worth it yeah. to be on top of your filing stuff. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. It's a good time of year for it. And it is an excellent time of year for it. Ugh. Yeah, great time of year to be inside doing studio laptop work. I was trying to get pumped up. I was trying to get inspired of uh, some stuff. I just can never really do it. There's like. We need to get to somewhere where there's like more more interesting yes. weather in the least like that's really like the big part of it that i'd say is hard for especially for like the type of photography that we do which yeah. is like outdoor yeah. photography yeah. <laughs> landscape photography everything's gray nothing is growing nothing has much of a texture to it even that's really what i have a hard time with is like yeah. the sky is just really flat gray like thick with clouds but there's no Boom. there's no texture in it and then that really creates a pretty unflattering light through the day. Yeah. That's just not, it's fine, but it's not what you photograph. It's that's absolutely true. It's not what you photograph. And that's a, that's a hindrance in our careers. I really want to yeah. try and overcome whatever this thing is of like, there's only 40 shootable weeks out of the year. 
you know that thing we where it's travel. like just yeah that's the that's answer, the answer. Like, we gotta we gotta <laughs> we gotta get that mobility up on the road you know we gotta yeah. figure out some way to be like out somewhere where uh, it's gonna be really cool or you know there's still we're still gonna have that texture in the weather and features yeah. in the land to photograph that seem novel to us or even just in, city areas that are interesting and cultured yeah really like more cityscapes are cool for wintertime i'm sure but um yeah i remember like it was this time in 2012 and we were still out on our road trip yeah doing photos and stuff because we were just out i remember that more, too yeah. in more spots it was wintry then too but it was it was in places where it looked interesting still that's really the, the which is really thing. what the difference is we gotta make it happen we gotta get to somewhere wintry and cool marina gotta do it i think we can make some plans yeah i really want to i know um i don't know we'll try and make some stuff up to like um up to like willamette pass or um or hoodoo sometime soon i want to try and get up there into the cascades into the snow we have the truck and stuff so we should pop up there sometime soon yeah i'd love to do a snow shoot i know i was thinking I think about there's that. some cool stuff to get to out there that we haven't really even been to yet too that's what I was thinking about too, is that there's a handful of things out there we probably really not gone to. So there's probably some fun stuff we could get involved in for the winter time if uh, if we start thinking about it a little bit. I want to try and make use of the coast too. It's really not oh, a man. super long drive out to the coast. Yeah. So I want to try and do some stuff where we go go out to Florence and then a bit north to some of those rocky beaches that are out there. That'd and, be really cool. Yeah. Try and work on some stuff, work on some some projects with some tripods and uh, take some time making photos and stuff out there. I think that'd be really cool to try out. Yeah, I think that'd be super cool. I'd love to get out to the coast a few times during this winter. Yeah, we should. Yeah, try that's it. A, that's really another good location for for winter shooting. I was thinking, yeah, there's it's it's similar. Or, you know, there's an opportunity out there where we could do yeah, a lot some... of stuff. We'll see what we can do out there, but it's not super far. And I was I was thinking that thing too, where uh, we really got to set up some weekends where we kind of commit to it to go somewhere a little bit remote, get a yeah. motel. Yeah. Set it up as a studio for the day and then uh, just try and produce like a bunch of stuff out of, of like a little hotel space through the winter. I love that idea. I think that would be a really cool way to get to explore some more remote areas a little bit more during the wintertime. Because yeah. really it's hard. It can be really hard to commit to going and being somewhere for a weekend when you're just camping and it's yes. just raining and it's just cold oh, yeah. or it's snowy. I love camping a whole lot. I don't want to do a ton of it in the snow. It's hard. In the snow. It's hard. And it's not. And also more to my point is really like you can kind of let yourself do more kinds of things if you have a little like warm home to um, go back yeah, to. That's what I was thinking Like too. you can stay out later. You can be out in, you can like let yourself get more cold even yeah. for like shoots and stuff because you have resources to yeah. resolve the problem that that would create. That's totally true. Yeah. That exposure level, you can really kind of, you can do a little bit more with, and just the nature of, of having somewhere that's a little bit more concrete. You can continue doing stuff, working on stuff, going out to stuff. Yeah. Like, you can go, you can come back. Even minimally being, uh, being tapped into a town is kind of a cool idea, you know? Yeah. Go work for the day, you know, shoot a bunch of stuff, come back, edit, order a dinner sort of a thing. Yeah. Oh some man. Stuff, make some videos. It wasn't freezing winter time, but I loved when, uh, we were doing stuff uh, like out in the Alabama hills Yeah. back on our trip. And we were oh, like, yeah. I guess we were like, we were camped out there. Yeah. But it was cool being like in a really incredible 
remote feeling like outdoors area but then also just being attached to that cool little town that was right there i love that, that. Go back yeah to. it was great yeah pop in and get a milkshake hey it so <laughs> yeah. yeah it was really cool yeah but yeah i love i love the idea of doing some motels and cabins in some cool remote areas that we wouldn't maybe be able to use as easily yeah i want to try and do that especially like through the winter and through yeah. parts of the spring and stuff i think that's going to be a really smart and even in the summer too i think we should kind of have have a day where we uh, we have like a little post of uh, some place where we can do some processing and then and then that kind of frees up a little bit of stuff where we can get up super early get in the truck get right. jamming out there and um, you know, and, and get to whatever, whatever kind of stuff we want to, we want to do, but I want to try and have it be like a little bit more professional and more structured instead of, uh, instead of just like a, like a dirt bag in a van <laughs> sort of thing, you know what I it's, mean? It's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit easier to be bright and on top of it when yeah. you have some more resources. Yeah. Just with some goal oriented stuff. Well, there's a, there's a hindrance that comes with that. Not that I want to stop doing like the camping and get up and then take the photos thing. Um, but there's like a little bit of a hindrance of just how much, how much you have to mechanically invest into getting by when you're doing yeah. that. Or there's just so much where it's like, oh, like I, I really have to like set up my house and I have to get up and I have to like get myself you know, moving and stuff to just even start with these photos in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's like a tough, or it's just like a different kind of thing. I'm trying to figure out how to make that materialize a little bit more strongly. If that, if you, if that makes any sense, just make those mornings at 5am work better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I hope that we can do that as something like what we're talking about. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. And uh, yeah, trying to do some more photo stuff that's a little bit more specific and high end like that would be uh, pretty fun. But I'm, I'm kind of looking at that and I'm trying to follow some of the patterns and stuff of, of um, the photography that I really want to try and do. You know, like I, I, was, I was telling you, I had a phone call today about like a product photography job that was about, about some stuff that maybe it doesn't relate to me as closely. Yeah. And so it was kind of interesting where it was like, oh, yeah, like we are kind of specializing in a certain set of skills with this. And I really want to try and, and dig into that a little deeper and make that work for us better. So if we are doing this kind of thing, I really want to try and produce in that line of stuff. I want to try and make new stuff that like looks cool in that way. Yeah. And uh, and, and really try and dig into it in the way that I see as being like the most professional like you know most clearly like working on personal projects developing new work making stuff that that like looks the best that our art is and and not really focus on trying to make these like ancillary portfolios for yeah other work that's not related to what we're really trying to do yeah i'm really not trying to put together like a commercial photography portfolio of shoes I'm not trying to do that as much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like the like uh, apparel product stuff, I'm really not trying to do. Or, you know, that's like not what I've ha- had any. It's not your passion for your photography. Yeah. If that comes <laughs> up, I guess, like uh, I sure. will participate in it if there's something that sounds like it relates to me. But uh, but yeah, I'm not, I don't think like going out of my way to, to dig into that is what I want to do. I want to go out of my way to dig into this thing, like what we're talking about, where we go out to a spot. Or, you know, we, we kind of re, we do some research, we invest in it a little bit for ourselves and we really like make some stuff out of like an assignment that we sort of develop. We write out our own, like go yeah. to the Oregon coast and make new fine art images of the rocks and stuff on the coast during, during whatever evenings or something. That could be really cool. There's a lot of like, there's a lot in there I could get into, yeah. but there's not a lot I could get into on some of the other side of stuff. So. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I, I know I'm probably a finicky artist in that way, but I think it's probably good to specialize. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I think it's smart to be 
investing more of your efforts in developing yeah. like what well, you're really specifically interested in? What we are into and best at is what is the m most in photography. Does that make sense? People aren't like set out to be. Oh yeah. No, people want to be outdoor adventure photographers. Yeah, or in a capacity or like that. Like, uh, people want to be artists. Artists that are focused on super high-level things that are interesting to 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 lots of people, at least. Mm -hmm. Like, but it's not going to be like a shoe catalog. No, it's different than not. that. So, so like at, at a certain point, like it really shifts over into like uh, communicating stories and meaning and stuff in photographs. And I really right. want to try and like show that part of it. Um, yeah. And, or you know, we we should get more specialized in what is way more valuable and more interesting as artists than photography instead of like the products of just like, well, I, I guess I can produce this kind of product photography in my garage studio. Right. I think that's like a different kind of thing. And I met people that are really into that or like that is sort of their, their zone for photography yeah. is a production medium. It's not an art medium. Yeah. You kind of have, you, you mean like different thinking and stuff in this. I've, I've run into that before where photography is like a, it's like, it's just like a product that you buy. Like you go in, like kind of like, I don't know, it's like a cattle cart system almost, but it's a little different than that. You meet like really genuine people in it that want to shoot the beads for the bead catalog. And that's like a career in photography. Yeah. But, but that is not, I think, the art side of it. And that's what I'm focused on. Right. So we're going to try to get, I guess, as much better at that as we can. But one of the ways that I think to do that would be to kind of schedule out some, or figure out some stuff that sounds really interesting to us, some personal project stuff, and try and invest in that a little bit ourselves. Yeah, Make definitely. I think that it's an important focus. Yeah. Well, I, it's probably the only focus, you know, if or like the, the being a, being a yeah, professional photographer part and like making the making new images and I mean I know like it's all the business stuff aside of that and the sales and stuff but I want to get into like uh some other like stock stuff around that like I want to try and put up those the spec images that we go out and produce in natural areas I want to try and put up all that stuff as work on like these stock sites um, but I also want to try and see about investing in like a drone this year I know we've talked about it before but oh, like a yeah. drone and I was looking more into 360 cameras I was looking more into like what we talked about yesterday of making 360 content as it goes for photos that are 360 it's not it's not a big draw and it is actually pretty difficult to develop at least like in the, oh, yeah. with the stuff that we have like i think do you need sorry to interrupt you i was gonna ask if you needed a special camera gear for that it, or special it, equipment it does it looks expensive but not impressive it's sort of a bad zone uh -huh. for it to fall into um, so I, th I think for like the 360 photo stuff, what the gear that I saw recommended was like these really wide angle lenses where you have to, you have to have it on a tripod and then have this like 10 millimeter, take four photos oh. of all four sides. And then that's stitched together into this spherical thing and then inverted so that it, uh, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't seem like the way to do it to me, I guess. Or it seems like it would just be better then to buy the thing that does that so that you can record video and photo and whatever it is, but like you can, you can just make all your stuff with that. What I was interested in was trying to get the, the lensing, uh, that you get with like compression and lenses to make, to make a spherical image. Yeah. If that made sense. Um, that doesn't seem to be like what 
It's not I'm really how it is. Seeing is, it's not what I'm seeing at least. And I'm not that into it that I would really want to go about doing that. Yeah. Does another that thing, another thing to specialize in yeah. a little bit. I want, I want the 360 camera that I can put up on a selfie stick, you know, <laughs> sure. and then like get, get the content sort of a thing. Uh, I think that would be really cool. Or there, there's a lot of opportunities to get like stock 360 video content for these, uh, these VR environments. I guess that's like a need right now is they're trying to get these files where, um, you know, they can do some interesting stuff with it. So there's probably some opportunity for some things that we could try to develop around that, that I'm kind of interested in. I'd like to do some of those, you know, those, I like the new media projects sort of stuff. And this is sort of like the visual side of that, you know, some of the 360 and aerial stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. I know everybody's got a drone right now and they're all producing spec video and putting it up online, but I think we could do a good cinematic job, even with like probably pretty inexpensive equipment of, uh, of just testing stuff out, getting cameras up in the air a little bit, getting perspective, that aerial perspective, um, and like kind of working with some of the, the understanding of photography that we have to try and build some images and some videos of, uh, of some of the outdoor places that we go to. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. And really, like, I think that and a lot of the places that we like to go to or that we know about are places that I'm sure there's not aerial or three that's, photos of. That's what I was thinking. It's really and our places that there should be. We have like, access. Yeah, we have. We really are people that have better access than other people do, with a lot of this stuff that would be the 360 content. So, I think that like if we really invested in it, you know, if we like thought about making 100 stock videos for 360 <laughs> VR content, yeah, we we could move them, you know, or like it would be something, you know, it, yeah. would, it would totally exist. And, uh, and that's probably a lot more than other stock videographers are making for that type of content right now. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm really into the, into the, uh, aerial stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Or, I mean, I know we talk about it all the, the time. The aerial would be I really want a drone cool. so much. I know you do. Yeah. I'm really so into that idea. Yeah. I think I, there's a ton we could do that with that for stock stuff. But yeah. also really just for like personal projects and documentary style stuff that I want to do. Yeah. I think that that would be so cool to have. Yeah. I was thinking about that too with a lot of the, the documentary video that we want to try and get into. I think there's a, a lot of opportunities with a drone and we got to figure out some other stuff for like vlogging. I mean, I know we have a ton of gear already as it is for, for doing videos now, especially like we have uh, like the new camera and stuff, you know, that shoots video. So there's so many better opportunities than we would have had in the past, but I want to try and get into like some video production stuff a little bit more. Huh. We got to figure it out. I want to get the drone. I want to shoot like a bunch of video with that. I'm trying to figure out some way where we can like, we can still shoot a lot of photos, but we'll still have some video rolling. Oh yeah. I know what you mean. We just need a few more cameras. We just need, <laughs> we just need a few more. A few more cameras. I think you're yeah, right, I Marina. Think, I think Case about closed. that too. Case closed. I think that's a good idea. A couple more cameras will be solved. <laughs> solve all our problems. Do some video production stuff. But I want to talk to you more about that in like 2018. I want to try and figure out some documentary video projects that we can try and put together. Absolutely. Yeah, really just about yeah, us really is what I want to talk video about. Stuff. Yeah. Just us working on photos and, and some of the stuff that it is to try and put that together. So yeah, we'll try and put that. I want to, try, I want to figure some stuff out around that. It'd be fun. It's cool though. We got all the audio stuff coming out too. All these podcasts, like this one that we're working on, we just put together an Alexa skill. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, we launched it like uh, I guess this weekend. Really, is yeah, what we did. December first. Woo! It's great. Yeah, it's cool. We uh, we put up the the night sky. It's night sky three sixty five. You can search for that on the Amazon Alexa skill store, and it's a flash briefing that we're going to put up every day. 
as much as we can. And um, it's going to be like an update for that date's sky watching news for locations of some of the interesting features and celestial events that are going on in the sky above us. But it's really cool. Night Sky 365. That's the Alexa flash briefing system on Amazon for the Amazon Alexa system or the Amazon Echo. If you get like an Amazon Echo for Christmas, you got to check it out. But it's cool. It's just a couple of minutes, but it's been fun working on. Yeah, it's awesome checking out the the flash briefings and uh, Alexa skills. I've had a really good time checking that stuff out and trying to figure it out a little bit, trying to kind of crack some of the some of the audio publishing stuff around it. But it's interesting figuring out. And I'm trying to listen to a few of the other flash briefing shows that are going up there right now. It seems like short format. Uh, it seems produced or, you know, there's like a little bit more of a throwback to radio with some of it, which has been kind of fun to play around with. And uh, I don't know, there's a few dynamics to it that are a little bit different than podcasting. So it's been kind of interesting trying to trying to figure that out a little bit. But I want to try and take the one that we did and duplicate. I want to try and figure out like other ways to make other interesting things for uh, for this platform. Yeah, I bet that there are a bunch of different subjects to get into with that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really cool. There's probably, there's so many things. I mean, it's probably like anything that you're interested in, you can you can get into to some capacity. So we got to figure it out. I got to spend some time thinking about it. I got to like write about it. I got my journal in front of me. I got to like put down, write about Alexa ideas, <laughs> something like that. But I got to like, I got to spend more time in my journal too. That's a good thing to do in December and January is uh, get into your book a little bit more. You know, that kind of thing and, and sort of write out like some of your plans, some of your goals a little bit before like January 1st comes around. Yeah. Uh, kind of go through a little bit and like figure out like, well, are these like some of the personal projects I want to work on? Some of the photo things like I'm trying to figure out or, you know, like whatever it is, the business, even just like closing out your books for your business. That's what I was talking yeah. about earlier. Like <laughs> you're kind of like coming into Thanksgiving. You're still going to be busy through a lot of the stuff in December, no doubt. But really a lot of that's like more on the clerical side or like trying to generate and develop like your business and books for the year like 2018. But a lot of people have kind of like closed their books for business on 2017 for like a lot of the private practice stuff that they do. You know, it's like already stuff that's planned and booked for for the next four weeks. Right. And then it's all the stuff that's going to be booked for the next year. So a lot of the, the work that they're doing is all like clerical in the books, like looking at like how did this go, like reviewing some stuff analytically. I think that's kind of an interesting part of the process of the year. So I'm trying to do that a little bit this year. Like what did I do? What kind of creative work did I do or get into? How much was it was like production and process work? And like, you know, like, what did we get out? I mean, that's all, all that sort of stuff. How much did it cost? What kind of changeovers did we make? How successful was it? In like switching over gear from like old gear to new gear, all that sort of stuff. I want to try and ride out and break down a little bit. Yeah, it's a great time to review projects and plans and kind of figure out what direction you're going with with your next year of business. Yeah, I'm going to be 30 next year. I've already been trying to do that a bit of uh, trying to, I'm trying to reverse engineer, you know, like uh, from 30 back, what do I have to do to get to 30 the way that I want to? <laughs> and uh, probably, probably way too much, shoot. Um, but it's been interesting in that, in that aspect alone, just kind of thinking about like, okay, like this is this and this and this, and this is how I got to like do stuff a little bit. So it's interesting to write about and sort of see, write out for yourself, like what kind of change you need to make. Like, okay, to be doing this, it means I am doing this which is none of the stuff I'm doing right now. So I <laughs> uh, should look at that. Okay. So it's kind of interesting to do, but at least we're doing some podcasts. Rita, thanks so much for uh, podcasting with me today. Yeah, it's awesome. I love being in the audio stuff. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm really digging being in the audio stuff. Amazon Alexa flash briefing stuff. I really want to dig in on these podcasts. I really want to dig in on. I think it's really fun. And like uh, the podcast stuff, I think is only going to get better and better for us. 
So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this whole this whole side of the contest stuff, the audio stuff is, I think, I think uh, nothing to sleep on. Like, I think this is like us, their photo stuff that's primary, you know. But like a, a lot of the content that we make, I think it's really going to come together on the audio side. So I really appreciate you doing these podcasts with me. Thanks a bunch for showing me how to do podcasts. Ooh. It's been great learning. It's been pretty cool. We got to put a couple uh, cool podcast studio gear pieces on our Christmas list. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've got a few studio pieces on my list. <laughs> we need fresh cool. equipment, Billy. We got to get it so fresh. <laughs> we got to make it way better. But thanks so much, Marina. I appreciate it. So on behalf of Marina Hansen, my name is Billy Newman. And thank you guys very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. <laughs>